God is impartial. That means that his righteous standards don't change and they're applied to every person equally. We can offer no excuses for sin and unbelief. But think about the implications of God being impartial. What about people who've never heard the gospel? What about people who speak a language that doesn't have a Bible? Are those people held to the standard of the Bible? Stephen called this lesson, What About Those Who Never Heard? One of the questions I'm often asked, not only at church, but as I travel and speak in various places, is this question. What about all those people who've never heard the gospel of Christ? Are they going to face the judgment of God? And that's a question that troubles many Christians. Well, the Apostle Paul has already addressed that question in chapter 1 of the book of Romans. He's explained that the world has the revelation of creation, the glorious beauty and complexity of creation. But how do they respond to it? Do they thank the Creator? Do they acknowledge Him? No, they suppress the truth of a Creator. They refuse to believe the obvious, that this is a designer uh, universe And our own designer bodies must have had a divine designer. The world may never hear the gospel of Christ, but they deny the gospel of creation. Well, God then says in Romans chapter 1 and verse 20 that mankind is therefore without excuse. Here in chapter 2, Paul addresses the moral but unbelieving person and says the same thing. They are without excuse apart from faith in Christ, and they're not going to escape the coming judgment of God. And here's why. Mankind is not only, uh, not only has the benefit of the gospel of creation, but he also has what I like to call the gospel of conscience. All people have an intuitive sense of right and wrong. Well, now, as Paul explains this further, he actually destroys several myths about God and and the reality of God's coming judgment. The first myth Paul destroys is that God will be partial toward people that, well, he doesn't really want to condemn. Paul writes here in verse 9, there will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first, and also the Greek. In other words, whether Jew or Gentile, those who persist in doing evil without any desire for repentance, well, they're revealing that they do not have saving faith. They're going to face tribulation and distress in their coming eternal future judgment. On the other hand, Paul writes here, those who by their works reveal their desire to honor God, well, they're demonstrating saving faith, that they belong to God. And and Paul says here that their future will be one of honor and peace. Doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile. God doesn't have pet students. He doesn't have uh, court favorites. In fact, Paul writes next year in verse 11, for God shows no partiality. 
Well, that means whether you're civilized or primitive, whether you're educated or illiterate, wealthy or poor, young or old, religious or or an atheist, God isn't going to play favorites on the judgment day. He's not going to let anybody slide in who can impress him in, in some way. That's a myth. Well, the second myth Paul destroys is that God will judge only those who knew all that the Bible commanded. Well, Paul writes here in verse 12, for all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law, and all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts. That's a powerful truth. God has written his law on the hearts of every human being. In other words, every man, woman, boy, or girl is hardwired with the knowledge of good and evil. We all intuitively know right from wrong. God has written the basic truth of his moral law right into our DNA. So the man who's never had a copy of the Bible and and never was uh, uh, able to read, thou shalt not steal, he still knows he's doing something wrong when he steals his neighbor's chicken. Uh, The woman who's never read, uh, you shall not bear false witness, she knows intuitively she's wrong when she tells a lie. Primitive tribes, civilized empires, what are they, do- what are they doing? They're, they're worshiping the eagle or the sun or nature or an evil spirit or even themselves. They know deep down they've chosen someone lesser to worship than the creator God. And when they sin, they know they are doing wrong. How? Well, Paul tells us here in verse 15 that God has written his moral law on every person's heart. Beloved, on the judgment day, as all of unbelieving humanity stands before God at that great white throne, the question is not going to be, did you have a copy of the Ten Commandments? The issue will be, why didn't you obey the commandments written on your heart? The billions of people around the world who never owned a Bible are going to stand before God and be judged, not for what they didn't know, but for what they intuitively knew in their heart, and yet in defiance refused to obey. Well, Paul writes to that point again here in verse 15. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. Paul is using the analogy of a courtroom scene here. The guilty one is brought forward, and the charges of breaking God's law are read. Now, even though the person has never seen a copy of the Bible, he's guilty of breaking God's law. And to prove it, the prosecuting attorney calls his primary witness to the stand. And here, that primary witness is this person's conscience. Well, the man begins trembling, hoping that conscience will say something to the judge like, Your Honor, He really didn't know any better. No, conscience is going to tell the truth on that stand, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth on Judgment Day. It's going to say something like, Your Honor, I tried to tell him he was doing something sinful, starting when he was young, continuing through his teenage years and into his adult life, but he repeatedly told me to be quiet. He told me over and over again, Stop talking to me. You're ruining my party. I don't want to listen to you. 
and the judge will declare the man guilty. You see, unbelievers aren't going to stand before God to discover whether they are guilty or not, but to hear God render a verdict of guilt and the reasons why, which they already will know by means of their own conscience. So here are the myths that these verses are destroying. The myth that God will play favorites with people who seem to impress him. And the myth that God will only judge people who knew what the Bible specifically commanded. Well, now there's one final myth, and and I want to tell you, this is mankind's last gasp of defense. Well, let me give you the myth first. Here it is. On Judgment Day, God will judge only the big sins that people have committed. Well, Paul destroys that myth here in verse 16. On that day, according to my gospel, this is the gospel truth, in other words, God will judge the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. So it's not just the the obvious sins, the public sins, the big sins that might land you in jail. No, Paul says here that God will judge our secrets. He's going to uncover everything, big sins, little sins, public sins, even our sinful secrets, our sinful thoughts, those secret motives and evil desires. Let me tell you, on that judgment day, every unbeliever will stand before God to give an account of his sins, and and each person will do so, having refused the gospel of conscience and the gospel of creation, and for those who heard it, the gospel of Christ. What's God going to do? He's going to expose even the secrets of every unbeliever. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 13 puts it this way, All are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. In other words, there's nowhere to run. No excuse is going to hold up. God will impartially, fairly, thoroughly expose every sin. You cannot hide from God. But here's the good news. You can hide in God through Jesus Christ. You see, the Lord Jesus took your punishment and your sins on himself. He suffered and died on the cross so that by putting your faith in him alone, you can be accepted into the family of God. You can find your hiding place in him. You know what that means? It means that one day you won't be dreading eternal judgment. You will be anticipating eternal joy. Well, until we set sail again, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. You've heard an important truth from God's Word today, and I hope you'll let the implications of this lesson change your life. This is the wisdom journey. Stephen called this lesson, What About Those Who Never Heard? Would it help you to listen to this lesson again? Is there someone you'd like to share this lesson with? We've made it available on our website for you to access anytime. You can listen or watch the video version free and on demand. Visit wisdomonline.org. 
The most recent lesson is posted on our homepage, and the archive of all the previous lessons are posted online as well. Again, you'll find us online at wisdomonline.org. While you're there, claim your free membership in a group Stephen calls Friends of Wisdom. Friends of Wisdom is a group that Stephen communicates with on a regular basis. Sometimes he sends an article that he's written. Sometimes he answers a question from the Bible that he received. At least once a month, he provides a free resource to this special group. Again, membership in Friends of Wisdom is absolutely free. You can sign up at wisdomonline.org forward slash friends. When you do, you'll start hearing from Stephen weekly by email. Get yourself signed up today. I'm Scott Wiley. For Stephen and the entire Wisdom team, I thank you for listening. We're glad to have you with us, and I invite you to join us next time on The Wisdom Journey. 